Welcome to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley. Today, I wanted to dive into some of some, some deep things that I've been going through myself, but also conversations I've been having with women, whether in consults or with clients or, you know, in our group. And that is, you know, what we do when we're feeling stuck. For so many of us, it can look like being frustrated or we feel like we're lacking in some way. And so we turn to acquiring more knowledge or the new diet or the new thing or, you know, Sometimes, and that's not like things are bad. We get labs done. Like some of these things are are good and helpful. However, I would also argue that a lot of the times when we get stuck or hit a plateau, and I've talked about this with a couple guests, but I wanted to just dive into this a little bit more um, on here and share some of the things and, and breakthroughs I've been having in my own life with my own health recently is, you know, we tend to put everything that we need outside of us. We look for that thing outside of us that's going to suddenly like make it all better, right? And what we fail to realize is that a lot of the time, the the issue is that we are so disconnected from ourselves and what we really need that nothing we do outside of ourselves is going to make any difference. And so that's when we end up, you know, we're eating right and we're exercising and we're doing all the thing. And I, I literally just had this conversation with a client um, and we've got some more dig- digging to do with her in terms of labs because she does a lot of self-work too. But, you know, it's it's the frustration and all of that. We, we tend to like get really negative our, on ourselves and put ourselves down and just like, we want to be where we want to be already. And we get frustrated in the path and the time that it takes to get there. Time is a totally relative concept and different conversation, but, and we miss the boat essentially. And so we end up doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, which is, as we've discussed, I feel like I talk about this all the time, but it's the definition of insanity. And so I wanted to talk about, you know, what I've taken on as doing instead because I have, I lost a bunch of weight last year and I kind of plateaued, you know, I've, I've hung out where I've been called comfortable. We'll just call it comfortable. Honestly, you know, I've felt like I've been plateaued in terms of business and how I'm doing that. I've hit plateaus in relationships and what those look like. And, you know, like everyone else, I tend to want to, you know, look for the next strategy or what's going to be the new thing that's going to, you know, teach me something new that maybe I just don't know yet. And the reality is that's all total crap and BS. And what it actually, you know, my stuckness has been by old patterns that are rearing their head and driving and running the show. And at the beginning of the year, I started, you know, I, I've been working through a significant part of my coursework for my PhD program. Um, and I'm down to, I've only got three or four classes that I have left to finish before I can start my dissertation. 
And a lot of those have actually been centered around meditation. And I talked a little bit about this on the show already, but, you know, and so I've been reading, like, there's a huge body of research actually on meditation and they do stuff with looking like Joe Dispenza does stuff with looking at EEGs, so looking at brain activity. Um, and I found it really interesting and at the same time, really strange because to me, it, it's not something I've ever really done. And it takes something to sit and like focus our attention and our mind on something else. We we are so prone to distraction. It's like you have a minute and you're scrolling through Facebook or you're, you know, thinking about your to-do list or like we're never really just present and centered and focused. So I made a commitment a couple of weeks ago just before I had surgery to doing meditation. You know, I've read all these Joe Dispenza books and like he talks about and shares case studies and stories of, of people who have had these huge experiences and shifts in who they are and how they show up in the world and you know also what their life looks like through meditation and I'm like okay this is really interesting and you know he talks about how heart rate variability you can measure it so I committed to doing this I'm like I don't know if I'm doing it right I am for no flippant idea what I'm doing like making time for it is hard because especially with his meditations you know they take a little bit longer but I've gradually made baby steps and so for the last couple weeks I've been meditating at least 30 minutes every single day. And in the process of doing that, I've had these massive breakthrough shifts. And part of why that happens is because, you know, we're giving our brain the time and space to slow down a little bit and inviting almost this, you know, we're tapping into our creativity in a way where we can get new perspective. Let's put it that way. And part of how we, you know, insights are great and you can get there through talk therapy sometimes, but there's like so much power in just suddenly having these moments of clarity. And so I've had a couple of these recently. Um, one of them was yesterday and I've, I've been ruminating. I'm actually recording this a day later than I normally do. Cause I was like, I don't know how to talk about this yet, but I want to. So all that to say, you know, I've been been doing these meditations and it's been really cool because I've seen like I, I wear the aura ring and so it tracks you know my sleep and heart rate variability and stuff and I know that I'm getting somewhere because my it, my ring will think I go back to sleep when I do this in the morning and I'm like nope I'm actually sitting meditating so that's really cool and you know I, I kind of nerd out and geek out on all this stuff so you know I know it's working we'll, we'll say that like there's ways to measure is this really doing something and on the other side of that you know I so what I've been working on and this, we're just going to have this conversation because I'm showing up and doing it. So, you know, we have energy centers and I feel like in the Christian world, I, I talked about this with a client recently, like we can get really, religion can hold us back. Let's just say that by judging things too hard. I'm just, I'm going to put it that way. You know, there are a lot of tools and avenues and ways that we connect with ourselves, And even in the Bible, Jesus at one point says, you know, you are in me and I am in you, that God is, is in us and we, he's expressed through us and our openness and our willingness to be connected with him and to him and through him. For me, it's God. It can be whatever it is for you. I'm not here to push any kind of faith or religion on anybody, but for those who identify in the Christian world and maybe are wary, we'll say, you know, absolutely like check in with yourself and see what you're comfortable with, but don't allow yourself to be limited by someone's judgment of things that, you know, maybe they haven't taken the time to understand. I'll just leave that there. That's a whole other conversation. In any case, I have been meditating around 
my energy centers. And so we all have energy centers. There are eight of them. It starts at our root, which is, you know, they are all another term for them is chakra. I like the term energy center. You know, the first one is in our root. And so that's in our pelvis area in the perineum. The second one is just below our belly button. It's the sacral navel chakra. The third one is our solar plexus and that's kind of like inner gut and a lot of, and all of these energy centers have organs and hormones and glands that correlate with them. So our third one is in our gut. The fourth is in our heart and, you know, our, it's both our heart and our thymus gland. So a lot of immune system, but also our identity and distinguishing of self versus not self and self-love and self-acceptance is here. This is a big one for us ladies. Our fifth is in our throat our thyroid sits there and our lungs there. And it has all to do with, you know, self-expression. I'll go back to the other ones and explain what they're about in a second. The sixth is kind of the back of our throat and in the back of our head area at the base of the skull. It's where the pineal gland sits. And it has a lot to do with how connected we are. And then the seventh is our crown or brow area. And so that's kind of in the center of our center of our forehead slash center of our head. Um, and that our pituitary gland sits there. Another important piece of our hormone balance and all of that. Um, the other pieces are in our first, second, and third chakras or energy centers. And then the eight is actually 16 inches above our heads. And that is like our connection. It's called ka or consciousness. You know, you can call it your connection to God, whatever it is. And when everything's flowing like it should, energy, and we are energy. You know, this is, we're getting into quantum physics here, but all matter is energy and it's energy that is expressed as, as a solid form. And so we are, there's an energy field around us. They've measured all this, you know, and they've measured these different centers of the body in terms of the energy that they emit and where they emit from. And so those are like the main, main areas. And what happens is that we can get stuck in certain areas. And so as I've been doing this and, you know, this looks like, so our root chakra has to do with, or our root energy center has to do with reproduction and creativity. It's where we create from. It's like really getting into creativeness and progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone are, are kind of controlled in this area. It has our sex organs and some of that um, ovaries and uterus and bladder and kidney are above it in the second energy center. And then, um, the third has, is all of our digestion, elimination, assimilation, um, and there's emotions that go along with all these as well. So but a lot to do with digestion, our digestive hormones, all of that stuff. And our heart, we already talked about, you know, the kind of the other things and, and what they correlate to. And so when we have a block in one of those centers, and a lot of times they are in the first three. And so, you know, from things like trauma, feeling like you're not worthy. Um, the third has more to do with like self-serving and ego-centered stuff. And when they're not flowing like they should, there's energy that is trapped in there and not being used to express and to create and to, you know, help serve us in being who we really are. And our connectedness at the top is what you know, essentially allows us to integrate into who we are and, and who we're meant to be. And this is something I talk about a lot. So just bear with me if this is, you're like, what the hell happened to Dr. Alex and where did she go? I think this stuff is so cool because science is now starting to correlate some of these things. So all of this to get into my story of, you know, I have been working through meditation of focusing on each of these energy centers and just kind of being aware of what they feel like and what, you know, what comes up and then just 
giving and sharing love and gratitude for each one of them, right? Because we have to raise their vibrational frequency, especially, especially if they're weak. And so I just, I kept feeling, feeling this stuckness. I tend to be stuck in like two and three and then um, five at my throat. And the other day after I meditated, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to write about this. Like, what am I? Because I, I keep feeling this like feeling of being scared, right? So there's something about being scared. And I just started writing. I'm like, what am I scared of? And all this stuff came out about this little five-year-old girl who just wanted attention and to be loved. And I have this, you know, fear my mom's going to listen to this and freak out. But so mom, if you listen, <laughs> this is not all your fault. Like this is my experience of the world, right? And we all have our stuff and how we get born and created and all that. But when I made that connection and how that little girl got love and attention was by being sick or injured. She learned at the age of three and a half that, you know, after she broke her arm in six places, that got attention and love. And so she's, went about creating in her life, all these ways to get attention and love that had to do with being sick or injured. You know, I can look back at my entire history with my health and I, I was pretty sick as a kid. You know, I had asthma and allergies and um, probably on some level dealt with depression. I developed anxiety in my first marriage. I, you know, would get really overwhelmed and go through periods of just really not being well. My periods literally, you know, actual monthly flow has always been rough. A lot of PMS symptoms, a lot of, you know, just negative things, lots of sprained ankles. Like I would always get sick or injured. And I've shared with this with some clients. I don't think I've talked about it on the show so much, but I've recognized this pattern But right before this, I recognized this pattern of like, anytime I was building momentum, I would get sick or injured and self-sabotage. And so I'd, I'd identified what some of that was about, but even deeper than that, was I had this realization of, you know, this pattern of really not honoring myself because where I found love and self-worth and, you know, attention and all of those are, are not necessarily positive emotions, positive, negative emotions are kind of relative, but like not high, high frequency emotions, right? Not love, not, um, being, so I talk about selfless syndrome, but, you know, being expansive and giving and gracious and gratitude and humility, all that stuff, like that are kind of the opposite of being really ego and self-serving and self-driven. So I had this realization yesterday and I was like, holy crap. And now what do we do with that? Right. <laughs> and what I wanted to share on this was you know, in, and I can see how it's been keeping me stuck. And for every single one of us, and I will keep unearthing this stuff, right? We all have patterns. We all have ways of being. We all have things that get in our way that keep us stuck, that keep us from moving forward. And they might be, you know, they maybe serve to protect us or to make us feel loved or to, you know, they, they fulfilled some need. And what I've been aware of, especially yesterday was, and this really, the realization started on Sunday. So the last two days is I've been eating for comfort. And I'm like, Oh, so I'm feeling all this stuff and like having this perspective. And then that little girl's like, no, you have to take care of me. And so, you know, I'm eating stuff that I don't normally eat and feeling like absolute garbage. And so this morning when I did my meditation, I just had this thought of like, how can I honor myself and my body today? And really starting to live from that place. And all of this, why I, I share this under, you know, couching under what do we do when we're feeling stuck and frustrated and like we plateaued is we have to start to shift some of this stuff in order to actually make any progress or move forward and experience real transformation. And like, it's so, you know, I get lit up by this stuff and energized and I'm just like, 
you know, this is all really exciting because I get to build a future where the five-year-old's not running the show anymore. And for each and every one of you, you know, I, I was having a similar conversation with a client right before I recorded this of, you know, she's, her stuckness tends to be in her fifth area, which is where the, the thyroid lives. Right. And she has, has hypothyroidism and has some issues and, you know, what she describes, and I, I have experienced this too, and many of you might be really able to relate to this, is it's like what she projects to the outside world is not what she experiences on the inside because she does not trust herself. And so she limits her self-expression and you know, really stays quiet. And all of that will shut this energy center down. And I've done the same thing. You know, What I project to the outside world is not what I feel on the inside. And it creates this like dissonance and really sucks your energy out. And when you start to align that, so who you are out in the world and who you are inside match, <laughs> whew, there's like so much there. For those of you who, you know, don't, I just got chills like thinking about that. Those of you who are struggling with feeling like your energy is low and, you know, you, you just don't know what to do and all the stuff you're doing is not getting you to where you want to be. I challenge you to take on something new because here's the thing, like meditating from this place. And and I will say I have experience because I've done, you know, meditations on my own. I've done like shorter ones. I've done longer ones. I've done Joe Dispenza ones and I've done other things. There's something about the way Joe Dispenza guides and puts together a meditation that kind of light years you <laughs> ahead in terms of what you experience because you're, you're reaching those places of awareness. I'll just say, you know, of really tapping into the bigger field of energy that is around all of us and allowing it to help you see something new in yourself or to release something or whatever that is. So I have found like meditation plus journaling and I, I haven't ever been a journaler. And lately I'm like, Oh, I just need to go like write about this and, and not worry about like getting out of, there's something about getting out of the analytical mind and the analytical head. Cause we can, we can think about and process. And this is part of why like the talk therapy is great. And so a lot of people have shifts in there, but it also, it keeps it to, what do I want to call it? it? You know, we're too aware. We have to be able to dig and allow ourselves to go into almost the trance, like, like meditation. It's about getting into a trance, you know, your heart rate variability shifting and your brain almost thinking that you're asleep or your body acting like it's asleep. Even when you're awake, that's, that means that we've shifted brain states. And I've talked about this on the show some too. I'll put links to those episodes on here, but you know, we have most of us function in high beta where we're stressed out all the time. And it's like the bears constantly coming to try and eat us. And we don't really have any shifts into these other states where creativity lies, you know, alpha and theta are where we're creative, where new insight can come in, where, everything calms down and we just like get a minute. And when you can tap into those areas, big stuff can happen. Like my realization that, Hey, it's okay to have my crap together. You know, that was, that, that's like the first one. I'm still working through some of these, but you know, just doing the opposite of the scared little five-year-old who's like fighting like heck to hang on. But in doing that, I am not moving forward and progressing into the human and adult that I am. So all this to say in, in wrapping up, being open to new things, trying something new and remembering or being willing to look inside 
before looking outside if you're feeling stuck and feeling like you're not in the place you want to be. You know, you can't, I, I had the guest Maya Miller on the show a long time ago. I'll post the link to her episode too, but she, she said this and it stuck with me and I, I love it. We cannot hate and beat our bodies into submission to achieve what we want to achieve. Like you, you don't gain anything through hate. Look at Russia and the Ukraine. No, we don't need to go into that, but you know, and we tend to, we go there so quickly and even myself, you know, I, like I said, I lost a lot of weight last year and have been comfortable in a really good place. And we had dinner out um, Sunday night to celebrate all my stepson's had birthdays in the last two weeks. So we celebrated them all at once. <laughs> so they get older, this gets easier to do. And where we were seated, there was a mirror right next to me. And so when I looked over, I could see like my little, you know, hey, you're approaching 40 roll that I've got going on back there. And it just sent me on this holy, totally negative spiral and, you know, bad self-talk and all this stuff. And I think part of, you know, what happens when you start meditating and start connecting to yourself with more awareness is you also become really aware of maybe the things that you just have been doing all the time that you were so disconnected. You didn't really notice you were doing them. So I was just like, Whoa, Alex, like what, what is this all about? Like you don't hate yourself and you don't, you know, none of that is true. But just being really, you know, aware of it and and food, like even if I, I, cause I can't, I'm still recovering from my wrist surgery. So I haven't been cooking a whole lot, but you know, I've suddenly, whereas I used to not get, feel terrible after certain things I ate. And I, there's like a, a level of what I'll put in my body, but you know, I felt like awful. <laughs> like I felt so sick last night from what I ate. And, uh, you know, I, I shared at the beginning, I'd started comfort eating cause I'm, I'm trying to fill that need. And so there's that like becoming aware, connecting to yourself in a new way, being willing to like look and dig and do the, the work and allow the insights and the change to really happen. And then starting to create something new, not being the way you've always been, not putting our past and our future. All of us, we have these patterns and memories. They're all programmed by the time we're 35. And we literally are living our past every day because we don't do anything new. And so as we can start to change the brain, this has to do with you know neuroscience, neuroplasticity, all this stuff. There are literally so many research articles that I can point you to if, if you want some of the science, you know, if you need the scientific validation, I say, just tune into ourselves, listen to ourselves and be willing to enjoy the journey, honestly. So with that, I'll wrap up, um, you know, what I'm choosing today and creating for myself. I, I think I said it already, but, you know, asking myself, continuing through the day, like, how can I honor and love my body and my mind today? you know, myself, my heart, who I am and my body, because obviously food has come into this and then making those choices and not beating the hard part is not beating yourself up when you fail. Cause inevitably, you know, our old patterning wants to come out, but the more we're aware of it, the more we interrupt it. And the more we turn and do something new, the more those neurons start to wire together in that new pattern. And that becomes who we are and the, you know, what we live. So hopefully all this makes sense. I know I went off on a bit of a tangent, but this stuff has been lighting me up and I find really exciting. If any of you are excited or like, woo, I don't really know where to get started with this, reach out. I would love to just, you know, 
whether you work with me or not, I mean, let's, I can help guide you in starting to do some of this work because there's so much power in it. And, you know, whether your goal is having more energy, finding your motivation, losing weight, getting your menopause symptoms under control or getting pregnant. Like I, I have someone I'm working with who are dealing with fertility stuff. The access isn't in, you know, is there, is there benefit to how you eat and, you know, some of the physical things that we can do by physical, I mean, like things we eat and touch and all that. What I'm talking about is getting into the deeper level of healing where we go beyond just the physical body and start to work in our energetic field and our emotions and releasing some of that stuff and putting in the programming that really helps launch us forward in a huge way and and heal us on multiple levels. So with that, I leave you and we will see you on Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and also leave us a review. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in the Emergent Women Community Group on Facebook for the chance to interact with me live once a week and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become the vibrant, energetic, and on-fire version of yourself we all know is under there. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about. Mm -hmm.